My name is Devin Blankenbiller, and welcome to the Going Deeper podcast, where we dig deep into the bedrock of God's Word so that we can stand in these unstable times. And one of the reasons things have been unstable is because there's been so much confusion, so much change, and confusion and change bring fears and worries into our lives. So today's podcast title is Let Today Be Greater Than Your Fears and Worries. Let Today Be Greater Than Your Fears and and worry. So let me ask you this question. As we've had a lot of shaking in our culture, in our country, and in our society during this pandemic, has it caused you to be more worried and anxious or less worried and anxious and fearful? Has, has your fears increased or decreased? Well, I think for some, it has increased. And actually, statistics say that. If you, uh, there's a survey that was done in January of 2019, again, pre-pandemic, that showed that about 11% of people struggled with anxiety and depression disorder. Now, again, you fast forward that to January 2021, where we're in the midst of the pandemic, the same survey recorded that 41% of people are saying that they've struggled with um, anxiety and depression disorder. A lot of that's caused from just a lot of fears, a lot of worries, again, a lot of anxieties. I mean, that's a 30% jump. That is huge. And honestly, there's a lot of reasons for fears, right? There's fears of where our country is going. There's fears of another outbreak. There's fears of elect, uh, economic collapse. There's fears and anxieties about workplace struggles and, and just the pressure that so many people have had on them for a sustained amount of time through this pandemic at their workplace. And so let's be real. If you're, if you're um, looking for a reason to be anxious or worried, you can find one easily. So um, where am I going with this? Well, we're going to dig deep into John 11 today, and we're going to be basically looking at verses 8 through 11. And just to give you a little background on John 11, um, in the beginning of John 11, um, there's a word, a message that is brought to Jesus that his good friend Lazarus is ill. And this illness it might could lead to his death, right? And so it says that Jesus loved Lazarus. It says that when somebody came, they said, the one you loved is ill right? And uh, Jesus was most likely in the area of the Jordan where uh, John the Baptist was baptizing people. And um, so this word comes from Lazarus' sister, Mary and Martha, and they were living in Bethany. Bethany was just two miles outside of Jerusalem. And um, so they would have to travel from the Jordan area down to the Judea, Judean area to, to go and visit them and to heal Lazarus, right? But the backstory is that all the way back, starting in chapter 8 of John, 8, 9, and 10, the religious rulers were getting their fill of Jesus. They were annoyed with Jesus. They were angry, and not just angry, but it says they were plotting and figuring out how to arrest him. So when it comes to John 10, right before this, it says they picked up stones to try to stone Jesus, and it said that they planned on, and they tried to actually arrest Jesus, but Jesus escaped. So when Jesus makes this decision and tells his disciples, hey guys, we're going to go down to Bethany and we're going to heal Lazarus, not just heal him, but raise him from the dead. This is what his disciples say. I'm actually going to pick it up in verse 7. His disciples said to him, um, 
his disciples objected, Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going to go there again? They literally rebuked Jesus, right? But Jesus replied, um, there are 12 hours of the day every day. And during the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then they said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. Listen, Jesus was determined to go do the will of the Father. Jesus knew that Lazarus wasn't just sleeping, that he died, and that he was going to go raise him from the dead. However, there was a threat to his life. So I pose this question to you. How can these words that Jesus tells his disciples encourage us today and guide us today, especially in the fears and the stresses and the worries that we have in our life, right? Because again, this is what Jesus said in response. There are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. So listen, I I believe there's two meanings in this phrase that Jesus gives to us in John 11, 8 through 11. Uh, First, there's a literal meaning, right? Jesus says there's 12 hours in the day. Uh, Let me give you a quick historic background here of what it was like for the Jewish people in that day and even the Romans, right? Uh, If you didn't know, they didn't have Apple watches then. They weren't created yet. They didn't even have Casios. Uh, They didn't have any watches on their wrists, right? And so in the culture in that day, they would take the time from sunrise to sunset and they would divide it into 12 equal periods, which they called hours. So certain parts of the seasons and year where the day was shorter, those hours were shorter. And times when the day was longer, those 12 periods of those 12 hours felt longer. And so again, Jesus was basically being real. Look, don't we all know that there are 12 periods when there's light? There's 12 hours when there's light. This is the time to walk. This is the time to go. This is the time to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. At nighttime in that culture, there was no street lights, right? There was no cities with bright lights. They had uh, little lamps, of course, and stuff. But it was, especially in remote areas, it was dark and it was dangerous and you could stumble, right? So here's the practical meaning, right? Very practical. Jesus is saying that the work must be accomplished during the day while we can see. And this little practical saying should motivate us, right? To get today's work done while it's today. That we shouldn't push things off to tomorrow. So many times because we're afraid of getting something done, we're fearful, we decide to just kind of kick the can down the, the road a little bit and just push things off a little bit. But as we push things off, it causes even more stress, more worry, more fears into our lives. So listen, the, the word to us today is accomplish what you can accomplish today. We all have the same amount of time today. Don't let the stress of tomorrow and the distractions of tomorrow affect what you're doing today. You know, it's been said that recently, 49% of our work is unfocused work. Now, a lot of that can be attributed to interact, uh, in, interruptions with our cell phones and notifications and all those things, emails and such. But a lot of that unfocused work is because we're distracted with future worries and cares. The word is focus on today. Jesus tells us to pray. Give us today our daily bread. The psalmist wrote in Psalms 118, 
This is the day the Lord had made. This is the day the Lord has brought about to us, right? So we will rejoice and be glad in it. I heard someone on the radio say uh, last week, he said, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, so live in today and focus in today. Let me just share the deeper meaning that I believe that we can see in this statement that Jesus says to us. I believe Jesus was also making the point that in the same way that there's 12 hours in the day, right, that there's there's like periods in our life and that we're called to accomplish in our life while we are living what God wants us to accomplish. Jesus believed that his ultimate purpose was to fulfill God's plan. And in this moment, his plan was to go and heal, not just heal, but raise Lazarus from the dead. This is my time. Time. My my night has not come. It is still day. And while it is day, I am going to do God's work. Jesus was not fearful. Jesus was not anxious. Jesus was not tempted by the rebuke of his disciples saying, they're going to kill you because he knew it was day. So here's the personal application that we can apply to our lives in this, right? We only have so much time in our life to accomplish what God has for us. We have no clue how long we're going to live. But I will tell you this, that God has allotted a certain amount of time for each one of us to do his work and his will. And instead of allowing the fears and the worries um, to hold us back, those temptations, we should push forward into God's plan. We must walk in the day while it is day. He has given us the light of this world. Now, again, when it says there is light in this world, we know that represents Jesus. Listen, I believe more specifically when he says, listen, it's day and we have the light in this day. I believe it means walking in the will of God. I believe it's walking in righteousness. I believe that it's encouraging each other to follow in God's will and his commands. I believe it's relying on his word. I believe it's sharing Christ and living for his glory. That when we do these things, we will walk in the light, right? And those are times that it's daytime. And again, Jesus has promised us, we will walk safely when we're doing that, right? That light guards us to any dangers that surround us. We don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. We don't have to become anxious because we are walking in the light. Let me make a bold statement to you today. I believe that if you are doing the will of God and if you are seeking the will of God for your life, you cannot make a wrong decision. That he truly will lead every aspect of your life. Now, let me talk about the opposite here. Because Jesus also says, at night there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. That little phrase says so much. Because if we walk according to the way of our desires, if we walk in the way of this dark world and our dark culture is leading us to, not in the way of the glory of God, if we walk where our eyes draw us to, we fall into temptation and we stumble. Listen, there's much to be afraid of. Maybe there's a lot of reasons for people to be anxious and worried right now in this world as it gets darker and as it pulls further away from the Lord. Because when there is no light, we will stumble and there is reason to be afraid. Listen, Isaiah 33, 14 through 16 says this. I want to read it. It says, The sinners in Jerusalem will shake with fear. Terror seizes the godless. Who can live with this devouring fire, they cry? Who can survive this all-consuming fire? But to those who are honest and fair, who stay far away from bribes, 
who refuse to profit by fraud, who refuse to listen to those who plot murder, who shut their eyes to all enticement to do wrong. These are the ones who dwell on high. The rocks of their mountain will be their fortress. Food will be supplied to them, and they will have water in abundance. Listen, Jesus is foretelling that as well. Listen, he knows that when you walk in light, there will be safety. You will walk safely. And so today I want to encourage you, right? Today is the day that God has made for you. Today is the day that God has given you to do what he's called and what he's ordained for you. Just walk in that purpose. Don't walk in fear. Don't walk in anxiety and worry. Walk in that light. Walk in God's truth. Walk in his ways and his commands and you will not stumble. So let me close in prayer today. God, again, I thank you for your word and your direction. I thank you, Jesus, for the light that you bring into our lives. I thank you for your word that brings light into our lives. Help us to know that when we're doing your will, there is nothing for us to be afraid of. There is nothing for us to worry. Thank you, Jesus, for your example. You were not afraid of the threats of man that were on your life. Instead, you were consumed with doing your Father's will. And may we do the same. Lord, if there's anybody listening who've been drawn into living or walking in dark paths, God, I pray that they would heed this warning that darkness causes us to stumble. Lord, we don't want that consequence for our lives. We want to walk in your light. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, listen, thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Going Deeper podcast. We hope that this brought you hope and encouragement. If it did, share this podcast with somebody that you know and share this encouragement. And as always, remember to keep digging deep into the bedrock of God's word.